Welcome to Machine Learning. Well, I've been looking at incidents. So, the way incidents works is you do a group buy and um, you're looking at two variables. And one of them is the target. And then uh, you do a group buy on the target. Like, so for example, if you have income and target, which target could be categorical or it could be binary, which would be true or false. But uh, you're, what you're measuring is the mean. So your incidence is the mean. Um, and then you also have the size, which is your population. So when you're building a um, predictive indicator graph, which is going to look at compare um, the size of your population on one side of the graph on the y-axis and on the other side you're going to be looking at incidents. And so now you can correlate between uh, population size and incidents and draw conclusions by analyzing each variable in terms of its uh, predictive indicator graph. So each variable in your um, in your model will look at the um, will look at its incidence rate as it relates to that variable. And so based on the, the, the incidence uh, you can also then predict a lift value and that will either tell you uh, will tell you your profit so predicted profit so you you have to calculate a known cost and then based on that cost and the incidence you can then predict and the lift you can predict your profit so uh, it's valuable to business because then you can run campaigns and you can then predict based on your top uh, 40 customers or the top 40 uh, top percentile of income or whatever the variable you're analyzing, whether it be income, age, etc., then you can know based on that group uh, what your predicted profit will be. Because I think it, in the terms of of the master investor, the golden rule is do not lose your initial investment. So if you put in $100, you better get $100 back out. And so it, the, the power of predictive analytics is to know based on historical performance of your customers or the clients that you're dealing with, what the likelihood of getting, receiving a payout as it relates to cost will be. And uh, that's a, a good factor 
in in making those predictions. I think that also probably can be applied to political campaigning, like when you receive uh, political funds and then you're investing in ads. If you know how many votes that will likely be generated from those ads, then you run those campaigns and uh, knowing what kind of effect in general, based on polling, the uh, ads are having on the voter sentiment. That's probably one area where uh, understanding how advertising affects buyers or consumers is important because it affects also the reasons probably that voters will decide to vote one way or the other for a candidate. Um, And so that's weighing heavily on my mind as you consider how much money the Democrats have in their political campaign fund and how much the Republicans have. If If it comes down to a money game, then the individual with the most money will probably win the popular votes if their campaigns uh, have a predicted result. And it's not to say that the Electoral College will line up that way, but it, uh, in some states, depending on how the Electoral uh, College is set up, will determine, uh, can be determined by the popular vote. And then some uh, party-specific electoral college members may vote contrary to their party. But that usually doesn't happen. So in the the race for president, the final uh, votes will be coming from the electoral college for determining who will be the next president. And uh, I find that that fascinating process. I've been a little bit discouraged because I'm wanting President Trump to win, but then when I hear so much of the media suggesting that Biden's uh, winning at the polls, it uh, doesn't give me a lot of courage or confidence. However, I think if he can deliver a vaccine before the election. I think that would be really valuable. So time is really critical to, for, uh, to sway the public opinion. And I'm hoping that he's able to do that. I wasn't particularly pleased with the debates. And the reason why is I felt that the moderator interrupted too much of the uh, battle zone between him and Biden and uh, really helped Biden out a lot. It seemed like he was very biased towards Trump. Trump Trump had the answers, and every time he tried to answer, he would interrupt him and tell him that they would talk about that later or or he would uh, not talk about it at all. And uh, Trump was right to keep battling, but... It made him look. It didn't make him look like 
he had won the debate. And uh, I think that that uh, that worked against him. Um, I'm hoping also that uh, I can understand more about how to set up my predictive indicator graphs and uh, try them out and see if there is some correlation and figure out what uh, what might be um, some of the predictable profits that could result from these models and based on the models figuring out what the strategies are to implement uh, effective, effectively follow the predictions of the models. And uh, it's interesting because I, I was looking at coupons and thinking about why do companies uh, provide coupons? And these are, you know, some of them are incentives to buy more products. So you buy one product, get a second one free, or buy two products, get a discount. Whatever the combination is, um, it's some sort of coupons are some sort of incentive, but they almost act like a subsidy. It almost it's almost like uh, if you if you cooperate with the company and you utilize the coupon, then um, you can maximize the product you get for the amount of money you have. So I was talking to my wife about why she uses the coupons. And she said, well, she, she likes Pepsi. And she knows basically for a certain number of Pepsis, how much the base price is. So she has a base price, and what she's looking for is a, a bargain. So the coupon, then she goes online and looks at the coupons for Pepsi to see if, like say Albertsons has a bargain. And then if they have a bargain deal, then she'll go there instead of Costco and buy uh, her Pepsis. And so that's an interesting mentality because then it seems like companies would move away from brand recognition and compete on price. And that's always kind of a, uh, creates a, a, a war out there between the retailers where they're trying to pull in customers based on price. And um, so the idea of brand loyalty then is uh, diminished and or uh, a lot of the, the things associated with that retailer may be diminished and then it becomes uh, a matter of the quality of the offer. So she can buy Pepsi for half price or 30% off or 20% off. It's worth her 
journey to the other store to get that um, product. Now, one of the things that is difficult is when you're dealing with food or even even retail is that there's a, a mixture of different things that you're buying. You're not just buying Pepsi. You're you're buying meat. You're buying uh, uh, produce, and so. Um, there's a time and cost to acquire these goods. So if you have to travel over to Winco to get uh, better pricing for meat, then uh, is that worth the additional travel time, your time and travel time, with your travel time and the cost uh, wear and tear on your car to make that journey? Uh, so then it comes down to the retailers are providing convenience. You can get everything that you want in one place. Uh, the price might be higher, but then uh, for the convenience, you're willing to pay the higher price. And so those are factors that can affect your thinking. <laughs>